Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping you make your lives and mealtimes more productive for a peaceful, happy life. This is episode 17, Keystone Habits, what they are and why they are key to a more peaceful and productive life. I am really loving all of these January topics all about helping you shift your habits and create a lifestyle and routine that allows you to be more productive, feel more peace, and be happier overall. Today, I want to share a little idea that I first heard about in Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit. I am an avid reader, or I should probably say listener, of personal development books, and The Power of Habit is one book that I recommend constantly because it totally helped to shift and shape my life for the better. I'm going into one little tidbit of this book today that particularly resonated with me, but honestly, the entire book is amazing. Add it to your audiobook app of choice or put it on reserve at the library because you'll definitely want to read it after this episode. And I'll go ahead and put a link to the book in the show notes so you are sure that you get the right one. Anyway, the idea that I want to introduce you all to today is the idea of keystone habits. In his book, The Power of Habit, Charles Duhigg defines a keystone habit the following way. He says, keystone habits are small changes or habits that people introduce into their routines that unintentionally carry over into other aspects of their lives. I'll try to clarify a little further, but I like to think of keystone habits as the ultimate way of hacking your life. Keystone habits are good habits that make other good habits naturally occur, sort of like a waterfall effect. So instead of feeling how we as moms usually feel when we think about our goals or the habit changes that we're trying to make, aka stressed, overwhelmed, like we're never enough, like we're failing at all the things, like we're never meeting our goals or being our best, please tell me I'm not the only one that feels this way at times, keystone habits are a tiny manageable change that you can make that will then spill over and make you meet all of your other goals without even really trying. I feel like this concept is just a little difficult to explain, and unlike Duhigg, I am not an expert or a habit researcher, just a productivity nerd sharing all the best tips, so I'll give an example. Duhigg talks about several keystone habits in his book, but I'm going to give an example of one of the habits that I think is the very easiest to implement that he talks about, and that is making your bed. In his book, Duhigg states the following about people who make their bed every day. He says, making your bed every morning is correlated with better productivity, a greater sense of well-being, and stronger skills at sticking with a budget. So when I'm stressed about money, all I have to do is make my bed every morning and I'll be better at sticking to my budget. Done and done. Okay, I'm being just a little bit facetious here. And as the responsible podcaster that I am, I should take a minute to point out that Duhigg said that bed making is correlated with better productivity, a greater sense of well-being, and stronger skills at sticking with a budget. Not that bed making causes an individual to be more productive, feel better, and be a better budgeter. But that correlation is pretty compelling, isn't it? Since I can't necessarily prove this idea through science, I want you to just sit and consider your own life for a minute. Is there any behavior that you routinely do that sets you up for success for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the month or year? Because you're human, it's likely that even your most ingrained habits get skipped every once in a while. So now I want you to think back on how your day, week, year, etc. goes when this particular behavior that you thought of doesn't happen. To further illustrate this idea, I just want to start with a little experience from my life in the past few weeks. 
So the past week or so, I've been feeling stressed and overwhelmed and like I haven't been accomplishing as much as I normally do. In all honesty, my husband and I signed a contract to build a house yesterday, which is, yay, so exciting. But between talking to lenders constantly, finding babysitters for sales meetings, choosing colors and options that I'm hopefully going to like for potentially the next 30 plus years of my life. Yikes, you guys, I was and am stressed uh, because I wasn't feeling like my normal self and because I was spending a good deal of time doing these necessary things that I don't normally have to make time for. My routines and habits started to slip and I started to feel myself and my life kind of spiral out of control. My meal prep didn't get done. My grocery shopping was a day late. My laundry is still half folded. And this afternoon, my house was a pretty big mess. Because of all of the stress, uh, this afternoon, I gave myself a minute to meditate, which speaking of habits, this is a habit that I know helps me when I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And I tried to think during that meditation of what I needed to do next to get back on track. There were and are about a billion things on my to-do list, but in the end, I decided to clean my house. I decided this for two reasons. The first one is that I simply didn't have the mental energy to do much else. But cleaning is so monotonous and even habitual that I knew my tired and overwhelmed brain could handle it. The second reason is that even though cleaning was technically less pressing than the other things I had to do... I knew that getting my house cleaned would act as a springboard to changing my mood and attitude and that after it was done that I would be ready to get other things done. So I got the cleaning done, which then made dinner so much easier to get made because everything was in its place. The dishes were clean. Cleaning up dinner was a breeze and I got a burst of energy from the way my clean surroundings helped to clear my mind. Now this evening, I've been able to think about and prioritize what I have to do and start working on things without that feeling of intense stress and overwhelm. So I guess for me, keeping a tidy home is a keystone habit of sorts. The cool thing about keystone habits, the cool thing about keystone habits is that they can really be anything and no one can define what your keystone habits are except for you. They are simply habits that you identify as paramount to you achieving all of the other things you'd like to achieve. For the next section of the podcast, I'd like to share just a few of the habits that Duhigg does identify as keystone habits if and how I've seen those habits work in my life, and one habit that he doesn't talk about, but for me has been a huge keystone habit. Number one is exercise. So I'm not a health coach, but I might be on a not-so-subtle mission to convince everyone out there about the benefits of exercise, being that I really just discovered them this year, and somehow I feel like I know a secret that only an elite club of people that work out regularly know about. I always knew that exercise was important for my health in the long term, but I always thought of it as sort of a necessary evil. And anytime I tried doing it, I would quit after a week or two because it was hard. What I didn't understand is how freaking good exercise makes you feel, especially once you get past that initial, this is the hardest thing I've ever done, and I'm pretty sure death would feel better than this stage. I've been exercising regularly for close to a year now, and I feel so dang good. I'm happier, more patient with my kids. I sleep better. I'm way more confident, something that I didn't even realize I struggled with. I have more energy, fewer cravings. I have no more random aches and pains, just occasional muscle soreness from a tough workout. I truly had no idea that the benefits of exercise would affect my entire life so immensely. Duhigg knew, however, as he also experienced and notes the correlation of exercise to eating better, increased patience, something I'm pretty sure all of us mamas need, 
more productivity at work or home for all you mamas working at home, whether you are actually working at home or doing the hardest job of all at home of mothering. Uh, He also equates exercising to a better mood and less stress. Another keystone habit is developing daily routines. I sometimes feel like the only crazy person who loves to vacation, but is usually more than ready for it to be over and back to my normal routines. I am definitely what you'd call a creature of habit. Turns out that that might not be such a bad thing. According to Duhigg, the way we organize our thoughts and work routines has enormous impacts on our health, productivity, financial security, and happiness. Another keystone habit that I've actually kind of lumped a few together is meditation, journaling, or prayer. I will be the first to admit that although I have certainly seen the benefits of meditation in my life, uh, this is one that I definitely need more work on, and this idea is especially difficult for me and my go-getter personality to slow down enough to meditate. Uh, ASAP Science Over put out a video and they dug into the research about meditation and found meditators to have increased memory and awareness reduce stress and anxiety, and increased goal setting. And I'll go ahead and include the link to that video in the show notes. It's pretty interesting. But I love this idea that taking the time to journal, meditate, and pray can have so many, again, overflow effects. And one of the cool ones is increased goal setting. So especially for a person like me who loves trying to change my habits and ideas, meditating or slowing down a little bit might actually be one of those keys, which is pretty cool. Duhigg also talks about family mealtime. This one, of course, I love, number one, because it's about food and meals, but number two, it's a way that your keystone habit of getting your family together for meals can positively impact not just you, but your kids. Duhigg writes, Families who habitually eat dinner together seem to raise children with better homework skills, higher grades, greater emotional control, and more confidence. Pretty cool, huh? Which brings me to my last keystone habit, not one that Duhigg talks specifically about in his book, but one that I know from experience is definitely a keystone habit in my own life, and that is meal planning. Meal planning and planning my life in general is literally the key to my sanity as a mother. Meal planning makes it easy for me to eat wholesome and generally healthy meals, to have sufficient time to spend with my kids and family, and to make family mealtime, another important habit, actually happen. It gives my brain the space it needs for other more important adventures like this podcast, and there are a whole host of other benefits to meal planning. Once you get a meal planning system in place, you can continue to work at it, tweak it, and find dinnertime solutions that will make family mealtime a regular part of your life without stress and overwhelm. Then the family mealtime will lead to well-behaved kids with more confidence, which will then lead to successful futures and on and on and on. Aren't keystone habits so fun? While we're talking about meal planning and prepping, I was just working on this evening as well my outline for my course that will be upcoming sometime this year that will be my entire meal planning and meal prep system. So if you are looking for solutions and wanting to make your meal times easier, this will be the answer for you and I'm so excited for it to come out. Anyway, in closing, the main message that I want you to take from this, mamas, is that if you're stressed, overwhelmed, tired, feeling like a failure, first of all, know that you are not alone and that so many of us feel this at one time or another. 
But secondly, I want you to think that maybe the key to making changes in your life that actually stick is to work smarter and not harder. So instead of beating yourself up for eating all the chocolate chip cookies in the evening, maybe try meal prepping a healthy breakfast and lunch so that you're eating well throughout the day and see if the cravings start to dissipate on their own. If you're tired of ordering takeout all the days, try introducing a weekly planning session into your life. You really only need 15 minutes. Plan your life and then plan your meals for the week and watch how a more organized life causes those drive through runs to slowly diminish or even disappear. If you want to be more productive through the day, try ending your evening with a 15-minute tidy session. So when you wake up in the morning, your mind is clear and ready to focus on what you have to do because your house is clean and tidy. I just love this idea of taking the focus off what I am not doing and what I'm not good at and putting it on one small change that I know I'm capable of that can then spill over and make the rest of my dreams come true. I hope this idea has helped you put your goals into perspective and given you some ideas for small, actionable changes you can make that will make a huge impact. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, comment on the show notes or comment or send me a DM on Instagram at callmebettyblog and let me know what habits you already have that you consider to be keystone habits and what keystone habits you'd like to introduce to see your life transform before your very eyes. Next week, I'll be talking all about utilizing the 15-minute gaps and breaks you have in your day for meal prep and other tasks that will help your meal times and your general life go smoother. Um, it's a topic I'm really excited about, and I can't wait to talk more. Until next week, happy cooking and happy planning. Happy planning.